Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is TV worth talking about. My gut tells me we're dealing with sophisticated bombs. This is Shrine Podcasts. Point. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast's Trigger Point. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. Now, the third episode of Trigger Point saw us looking for an Uber in a haystack. It became even more apparent that Lana just isn't that into Tom. And we learned that Danny is as heavy-handed while applying aftershave as I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, the episode also left me googling what a patsy is. It is not the stone of Ab Fab fame, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not the thing you put in your nipples when you're... Excuse me? It's not a pasty. What's that called? <laughs> you excuse me. You put a pasty down Do you know, your bra. remember like Hannah when I was going to the Imro Awards and I was wearing a low cut dress and you said, listen, you need to put the nipple covers on rather than wear a bra. What are they called? They begin with Nipple P. covers. Nipple covers. <laughs> There's another word, guys. Let me Google it. Go on, proceed. Sorry. Um, and Vicky McLaurin. No, but can I ask quickly, am I really loud in the microphone? No, I you're fab. Okay. You sound great. We just, we launched in right grand. Sorry. <laughs> Carrying on swiftly. And uh, Vicky McClure got to show off her snooker skills this week a giggling rev has your thoughts and theories and hannah has our recap uh, hannah we've something to tell you in a second but before we tell you that people are waiting with bated breath do you have heating people in their ones on twitter yes i have heating. Yay! it's the first trigger point podcast where i am warm i've relocated um so yeah maybe i'll be in good form about this episode we'll have to wait and see also can i quickly talk about as well what I've learned on Twitter about where water from the upstairs tap comes oh, from. Please oh, do. Please do. Yes. Gouge my eyes out. <laughs> well, no, Hannah, I don't mean it bad, but when you said it, though, I'd never drink from a, a toilet tap. I think I probably no, have. Can time. I just say, no. I don't drink from the toilet tap regularly by choice. All I said was that I can understand why Vicky did it and I didn't know why it was wrong, but I knew it was Fair wrong. Enough. Fair enough. I have done it in the past, but you know what? I can't stop thinking about it. We brush our teeth with that water. Yeah, too. but you don't swallow yeah, for it. For twice a day. It's like, you know, when you go to Spain and there's always a thing in Spain where they're like, do not drink the bathroom tap water. Like, it's like shouted at you. Yeah, because you've got diarrhea. But I didn't realise it was because of the animals living in the attic. Oh, I wanted to die. But thank you to everyone who informed us of that on Twitter during the week because it truly was an education. So basically they're saying that if you live in an older house that your water supply can come from two different places and sometimes dead animals get caught in and then you shouldn't drink it. Is that what Yeah, and it, that is exactly it. And the tank more often than not is in the attic. And it's not and more covered. more often than not you have friends that live in the attic with you and someone showed us a photo of an old water tank and sweet 
Jesus. Like, I don't know how I've got this far in life, oh, to be honest. Um, it did happen us. That's what's going on up when, there. When my mom built her house that she's in now, the water tank for the hot water was up in the attic, but they we were only in and there just wasn't a cover put on it yet. Well... In a couple of weeks, like the water out of the shower, the pressure was like, it was like dribbling. There was nothing. And they were like, what is going on? <laughs> they went upstairs into the attic to investigate. No cover on the tank. There was a no. baby bat had drowned in the tank and was like at the little outlet, like blocking the outlet so the water couldn't get out. You could have had a corona. You were showering. I could have been water. Batman. You, that is, <laughs> sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. Okay. Well, that was eye opening, oh. that whole situation. Also, that is like the superhero. Um, I know. A uh, story we never knew we needed—the origin story of Friends. I am Batman. As I'm oh my god! Uh, also, guys, they are called nipple pasties. Oh. Nipple pasties. N- nipple pasties. Yeah. Yeah. You can get them. In I boots. just think of Greg's. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very maybe British. I don't know. It's a nipple daisy and pennies. Yeah. Anyway, pasties. Maybe people call them. That, pasties. Do you know what? If anyone's listening from the marketing department in Greg's, if you haven't already thought of it. This Valentine's Day, Greg's <laughs> yeah. nipple pasties. Oh my goodness. And Batman, I'll advertise them for you. <laughs> oh my God, you could release some sort of croissant that looked like the Batman logo or something. Yeah, I, yeah, it would work very well. Now, do you want to tell Hannah what experience we just had a couple of minutes ago? I knew there was something when I came on. You were very good okay, no, all together like, in this little studio. Hannah. Okay, so myself and Brendan present a breakfast show. Can I guess... Okay, you oh, met no, some sort you... of humorous celebrity, or you've had a ru- or something <laughs> yeah. to do with Simply Red. They're my oh, that was clo- that's close. We've been trying to get Mick Hucknall on the show for two years now, and it hasn't happened. How yet. did I know? <laughs> but we actually had a conversation with um, Paul from S Club Seven, right? Okay, so we all remember S Club Seven. Paul Reach for the stars. Never had a dream come true. Don't stop moving. Yeah. Great songs, right? But Paul actually is now a professional tarot card reader. So myself and Brendan this afternoon got psychic readings off Paul from S Club 7. And they were really accurate. This is the most Rebecca Shackleton crossover of interest in your life that could have ever actually happened. Isn't it? Just the cross, it's S Club crossed with tarot card readings. Now... Paul's uh, reading for Rebecca had like, gone on so no long. I was like, Paul, Paul, I don't need also one. also crossed with like um, a middle of the road celebrity, yeah. which yeah. <laughs> tends to be the people that Rebecca yeah. gravitates yeah. towards. We're obsessed with like a, a, like a, a C to D list celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we are. But it was, and that it was is no really to Paul. celebrities from the early noughties. Yes, yes. exactly. Hannah, do you remember yourself and myself were doing a gig and you were DJing and I was doing karaoke and Bradley from S Club 7 crashed the gig? <laughs> Sorry, let's tell this story. I want to hear your story and then let's tell that story. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, but with Paul from S Club 7, yeah, like he is he a... He gave us psychic readings. gave us psychic readings. Like, I found him very accurate. He seems like a lovely man. He's designed his own tarot card deck. He's on Twitter. So if someone's interested in getting a psychic reading, I'd recommend him. Also, Paul uh, Paul from S Club 7's tarot cards are actually pretty cool. They're really bright and yeah. funky looking. Like, he designed them himself. They are fab. I am delighted for him. Can you reveal any of the psychic um, predictions that Paul? I mean, the usual. We're both going to go through adversity, but we're going to come out the other side, and everything's going to be rosy. You know, that tends to be what a tarot card reading. You, that's usually the shape they take, isn't it? Yeah, he told me I was going to have a row with someone on the tenth of March, which I found very specific. (laughs) Yeah, the tenth of March at half four. Yeah. Reb's going to have a scrap. And he knew I was getting married, and he said that like it's going to be a sweet time in my life, and everything else going to move house. Sorry. yeah. He did not tell you on the 10th of March yeah. at half four. Now, he also... An argument to someone. He did. And he said she was going to win. Yeah. 
Christ. Yeah, but Hannah, he knew, he was like, you're going to move house, you're going to get married, your ma- your house is going to come from your marriage. I was like, well, fucking better. <laughs> 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 um, and like, Brendan's was really interesting as well. Yeah, I didn't read, I need to listen back to it, but... Um, it was better than that other... He said I was like... Fa- he said he said he shared with that absolute... Oh. Con artist. <laughs> Can I say her name? Or like no, 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 I won't. Don't, okay. don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't. She um, was absolutely adamant that I was in love with a long-haired brunette lady and I said, now, now, no, honestly not. And I wasn't. You know, some people go in, they take the wedding rings off or they try and like hide themselves or whatever. I was fully me and she couldn't see what was sitting in front of her. He actually vogued into the room. <laughs> no, like, yeah, no, remember, that was an unusual experience. I do think that I invited about 30 people over to my house and that poor woman had to give 30 people a reading in one go. Your energy would be drained. <laughs> she was drained. Maybe if we all got together and we could piece together and be like, well, actually, that was a bit of my reading that you got, friend, and we were all just standing too close together in the hall. <laughs> that might have been it. Now, Hannah, did you have something else to tell us there? Oh yeah, well we're just going to tell the story about the time that me and Rebecca were doing um, oh, a karaoke yeah. DJ on. show and I'm like out of nowhere, Bradley from S Club 7 stage bombed and then done a full performance. Well, I just came away from the decks and had to come out and just film Rebecca's little face because she was there like hosting a karaoke show with the audience singing back to her and then all of a sudden one of her icons and like none of us knew it was going to happen. I don't even think, like I didn't even know he was there. I didn't even know he was playing that festival. This, like, <laughs> Yeah, but was he performing at it? Yeah, no, I think he performed on the main stage because we were in one of the tents. You know, Hannah, I had a video of that. I, we must post that somewhere. The video is wild because her little face. I was like, Rebecca, she's doing a live performance of Bradley from S7. It was amazing. Amazing. Okay, that is our mediocre pop star catch-up. Wow. Hannah, you've got Can the recap. Just quickly, oh, yes. two talking points. Two other, I, there's something going on here with ITV and Line of Duty because two other Line of Duty stars this week Sorry, yes, announced I saw new this. ITV dramas, separate what? ITV dramas. So two friends of the podcast. One of them is Grace, yeah? Did one you, of them is Grace. Craig Parkinson is joining that. That's already, that already Did exists, you see who it? else is also in that with Craig Parkinson? No. None other than fake Kate herself, D.I. Michelle Brandis. Guys, what's going on? Did they just go onto the IMDb and close their eyes and point the finger and say, no, we'll See, do the that show with this person. And Martin Comston yeah. is joining Our House, a new ITV drama. Oh, um, house. With someone from Downton Abbey. Very exciting. Well, there you go. That'll, well, that'll scratch an itch. There's a few shows that we may podcast about or may not. Happy Valley, though, that's one for Happy us, Valley, guys. Happy Valley, 100%. Happy Valley's locked in. We have to do recaps and everything for that now. We will. We never did the first we'll, two. The first two were years ago. Yeah, we'll brush up on that ourselves and then help everyone else brush up at the same time. Right, do you want to brush up on Trigger Point episode three? Oh, Take it yeah. away, bitch. We pick up where we left off on last week's episode with Walsh attempting to disarm the bomb. Brendan, you had an incredibly uh, like well put together description for that bomb last week because it has this like... Oh, it's got a, a mercury tilt switch or some, some sort of tilt switch, yeah. Some 
someone was on the Google. So mm-hmm. she is attempting to disarm the mercury tilt switch bomb while an incredibly worried man remains trapped behind the door. With just 90 seconds left, Lana pleads to the man to shut up and remain calm, ignoring the pleas of her boyfriend to get out. Danny then attempts to get her to leave with just 30 seconds to go. And it is incredibly stressful. Lana and Danny make it out of the mosque with seconds to spare, running down the road as the bomb detonates. And that poor man was left in there. That was hard to watch now. Yeah, Back awful. at the station, it is late and Youngblood is briefing the team. They are under a lot of pressure to get a result and they've been sent an encrypted voice message. A robotic voice claims the bomb was revenge for what happened in Whitehaven. We call on the white race to take our palms. We are the Crusaders, I believe, was one of the lines from that encrypted message. So the Crusaders seem to be a splinter group from the English flag. We learned about those last week. The team then watches CCTV where a white man in a baseball cap is seen entering the mosque with a blue bag and leaving without it. So that is the man planting the bomb. Lana delivers her briefing. The bombers used a high explosive weapon. It was at this point of the show, sorry, it was at this point of the show that I realised, I was like, I feel like I know what happens. And I went, oh no, I do know what happens because of uh, the synopsis. Psychic Sally in the corner. The synopsis that Reb read from the ITV website last week. Which is (laughs) now gone, guys. (laughs) You know, somebody messaged us to say that somebody from ITV had been listening because the synopsis for last week's show was like sliced. There was like about an eighth of it left. It was the first two lines and the rest of it was gone. That is a bit scary that someone from ITV is listening to this, isn't it? It Just is. me? No, no, it is It is a bit unnerving. And then at the same time, I'm like, he's posted it, so sorry. I'm going to take the information and read it out. <laughs> well, I got two lines this well, week. Look, That's all I've got. Whether you'd seen it or not, Rebecca, I'm sure Paul would have told you all about it today anyway. <laughs> Later, back at Bomb Disposal HQ, Lana fights with her colleagues for not being there when she needed them. They say it was her responsibility as a senior to request backup. So if things weren't bad enough, Wash then gets a call to bail Billy out of jail. It looks like he's been fighting in a halal butcher's. Turns out he is um, incredibly racist and has a very bigoted view of the world and his apartment is in bits and he's kind of in bits as well. Yeah, he's like, don't open the curtains. I was like, yeah, keep them closed. No, no. And and guys, when he does open the curtains, she's then like, oh, says something about his car being done up. And I went, Billy, have you been hanging out with Carl the mechanic? Oh, I missed (gasps) that bit. That's straight over my head. That was the, there's my theory for the week. No, I changed my mind on Carl this week. Mm, Kind of into Carl. Oh, come on. I, Brendan, I knew you would be called absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he is. Warren Brown, absolutely gorgeous. I can't believe you forgot that he was in Luther. Like, you love Luther. Yeah, That's I kind of the know. foundation of our friendship, Luther and yeah, Sherlock. No, well, no, well, for me, it was Luther. I think with you and Brendan are Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. Was it not Luther for you, Brendan? Have no, I made that Sherlock up? for me, pet. Oh, sorry. Now, Borlana has had a night of nightmares about the man she couldn't save. But then Sonia wakes her up with like more bad news. So the information that they were after and Sonia is Ricky Gervais' wife from Afterlife, which I just finished during the week and it was really sad, but brilliant. Um, the information they were after is classified. And then Sonia wonders like what bombers have this level of access so that's, there's a lot of foreshadowing around the access that the bombers have and like, is it an inside job? So later in the day, Lana sits on a bench after a run. She tries to ring Youngblood, her boyfriend, gets no answer. Then she reads an article about the wife of the man who died in the mosque. 
then she smiles at a text from Carl that has two X's in it. And she decides to pay him a visit at a local garage, which is also home to like a stunning dog. The dog was the same height as her. Now that message she looked at was the message that he sent her last week. So she's gone back through the phone to open up the same message that she didn't reply to from a week ago. She's over the situation. Mm. Yeah, she was like, I'm going back to text him now and then meet up with him. So the pair have a Vietnamese weasel coffee. Now, guys, I've tasted this coffee before. What is it? And yeah, it's, I had it in Vietnam. I'm pretty sure it's called coffee luac or coffee lupac. And a luac is a little animal that looks like a weasel and they make the coffee from their poo. Excuse me? What? I'm not joking. Why and that they, is why, why, why would you Carl drink that? said to Lana to not ask what was in it. Hannah, did you drink a weasel's shit? I did, yeah. What? I did. See, I just have a really high immune system from drinking the shite out of the attic, you see. Um, How many coffees? That is a delicacy in Vietnam. How many coffees do you reckon you get out of Steve Arnott's car? in particular would love this, but when we went to the coffee shop that did this particular type of like traditional coffee, the Luaks were there. And one of them, I'm not joking, I have a photo of this, drives to the coffee shop every day with the coffee shop owner on the back of his motorbike on his on his back. He just clings on and they drive on a motorbike to the coffee shop and oh then he gosh. helps them make the coffee and then they go home. He has <laughs> Sorry, a job. I love that you're like, he helps them make the coffee. He shits himself all day. Yeah, but it's his little job, Brandon, and he goes on the back <laughs> of the motorbike on his he, little back. Is he on laxatives? Like, how does he perform all day long? Well, the coffee shop was like on the edge of a beach and had like, it was kind of more of a, like a little shack thing. And he just sits in the trees with his friends. And then he goes home on the motorbike with the man. I just couldn't get over how well behaved Adam, he was. Was it nice honest. like when you tried it? What did it taste like? Oh, just beautiful, like really rich, tasty coffee. And in Vietnam as well, now, I don't know if it's the type of coffee they had, but they make it with um, condensed milk. So oh, it's real, sweet. almost like thick, creamy, really sweet. Condensed and then the coffee delicious. is absolutely delicious. Yeah, but they're like, shit delicious. I'm sorry, am I the only one that's like, can't get my head around the fact that you're so okay about the fact that you drank a weasel's shit? Yeah, I'm telling you now. Unless I made you're it up, so when you're doing thoughts and theories later on, I'll just mute myself and Google it to be a hundred percent that is what happened. But yeah, that is it. Brenton, I was getting into the culture. I was on holidays. It's like you're in the go compare ad. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them are walking down the road having a Vietnamese weasel coffee and they're exchanging war stories and they're bonding. And then Carl brings what. I keep calling her Walsh Wash to a local snooker hall but the way he brings her they like run off like two 15 year olds on their first day it's actually quite cute and yeah. then after some thinly veiled flirting, Lana reveals she almost died on her first call out um, to disarm a bomb. And then she admits that she froze at the mosque and she's scared of a number of things that she uh, isn't going to be able to do the job, that she's going to lose her job and all those fears that you have sometimes when you just get paranoid. So later on, in stark comparison to the like flowing conversation with gorgeous Carl, Lana and Youngblood have a very quiet dinner in his apartment. That is like, I am sorry. Oh his apartment what is, is it unbelievable. That that yeah. Like that can't be off a policeman's wages. No. No. Bent copper. They need to fucking explain that now. That's very um, Line of Duty apartment vibes that like, we never, ever got any explanations for. The like, you Yeah. Like, is it set in London? Like, you're talking millions. Yeah. Like, I just, and we were just, we're just not going to talk about it. So, Youngblood has identified the man seen entering and leaving the mosque. His name is Nick Roberts, and he's got a long list of previous offences. Lana then lies about texting Carl, while Tom loads the dishwasher. 
make their meal, lives in a stunning apartment, loads the dishwasher, and she's there texting another man. So they talk about what happens in the mosque. The man who died was named Ali, and he had two children and a wife. Youngblood reassures Lana and tells her that he loves her. And then he asks her to move in and she literally looks so fucking depressed. And then he's like, okay, great. That's sorted. Yeah, she's like, she didn't give him an answer. And he's like, brilliant. Like he doesn't listen to her or pay any attention to what she's actually saying or not saying. Oh, Susan. Oh, there's Susan. One minute. Just speaking of dogs, lots of stunning dogs in this episode. Obviously the one in the garage, but then there was a little shot when they were going to get their weasel coffee. Yeah. And it was three pooches and it was so cute. Oh, I didn't notice that. But the dog in the garage like the size of him he's called Nelson he was like a small horse yeah he was massive I'd yeah. say he'd be drooling that was Suso um, was sharing her opinions there on the dog in the garage actually <laughs> exactly. always welcome picked up on that um, so yeah Youngblood obviously has a lot of pros but he obviously has a lot of cons and he's just not that really into Lana and I think Lana's I think he- not into him at all oh she couldn't give no. a shite but oh, yeah. I don't know he thinks he's being a good boyfriend, but like not really supporting her at the same time. I don't know. It's just not working. Um, no one's fault, but she does not want to be in that relationship. So back at Bomb HQ, Lana apologizes to her colleagues for going off on them the other day. The team watches a news report on the bombing together and Hudson, he was the red haired angry man who's always lying on the couch. He like randomly very quickly refers to the bombers as the enemy. Yeah. Uh, or they're presumed bombers um, because they're at this point, they're still blaming them on Islamists. So Sonia then texts Lana to come to the lab where she tells her that both the West Haven and mosque bombs were almost identical devices, meaning they were planted by the same people. But Lana doesn't get a minute because another device has been planted Ooh. in a van outside a pub called the Five Oaks. So the Crusaders have already sent one of their encrypted messages claiming responsibility. Young Blood, Danny, and the others are already on the scene. All happens very quickly. Out comes the bomb disposal robot. And he's making his way towards the van and he's doing his little job. And then suddenly a sniper is shooting at the little robot. Then the firearms teams roll out, everyone panics, everyone's running out of the way. The firearms officers spot the shooter on the roof of a nearby block of flats and young blood radios for all of the backup, air backup, ground backup. Everyone needs to get back. We've got a sniper and a bomb. However, the sniper continues to shoot. The firearms officer cannot get him quick enough and Lana realises that if the van is hit in the correct way, the whole street is going to blow up. So in she goes again. As the firearms team tries to take the shooter out, Lana attempts to disarm the bomb under the cover of a green smoke bomb that she set off. But the smoke is thinning and the armed officers have yet to reach the roof. The shots keep coming. But with the help of Danny, Lana manages to neutralize the device. Thought that was going to be the end of the episode, but we actually get some more juice Armed police officers surround a lift in the apartment building because they know that the suspect is coming down there watching the floors descend. And it is Nick Roberts. It's the man from the mosque. He is wearing a vest and he's about to blow it up, but they shoot him in the head just before he can detonate it and they call in Expo. Upstairs, a young firearms officer is clearing nearby apartments. He goes into one that's incredibly sparse. It has weird writing on the wall and he spots a chair with a police vest and a hat on it. But before he can have a closer look, a large person creeps up behind him and slits his throat. Shocking. Outside, go on. No, I just thought all of this was absolutely yeah. amazing. I thought from the sniper 
the Lana getting the, the smoke to cover the, the whole thing was amazing waiting for the lift doors to open and then one set opened nothing the second set opened so and good. he was there it was really so, good so good I thought this was the best episode yet 100% 100% because I was like oh god when she was with Sonia and they called her and there was another device like we know that it's a bomb we know that she's on a bomb disposal squad but I was like we cannot have every episode with her like safely disarming a bomb because we've had that in the last three episodes now so what is going to be the difference and I actually wasn't expecting this so I thought it was really good so we have your man and his throat has been slit now outside Youngblood gives out to Lana for how she defused the bomb saying it's not Afghanistan I think this was in reference to using the green smoke as a shield yeah he was really Um, angry about it like really really angry mm -hmm. and I was like is that Tom because you just didn't think that was going to happen because you were part of the enemy Uh uh-huh yeah, he's like, it's not Afghanistan, like shouting at her. I'm like, she nearly died, Jesus Christ. So the dead officer has been discovered. Everyone looks pretty shocked, apart from now, in my opinion, yes. Vigils, Cal McAnich, mm. who is Inspector Lee Robbins in this show. I don't think he gave two shots that your mom was dead. So two of I them sort of gave eyes to each eye other. On him. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, the head of the firearms officers, but mm. he just. Uh, he just did not look shocked. He could be just incredibly poised and good at his job. And um, back at the station, Di to say, and her team uh, uh, delivers a briefing to her team. They have spotted the man who killed their colleague, so they can see on CCTV from the apartment block a man dressed in a police uniform leaving in a white Prius. So it looks like he was the sniper too, because Nick Roberts did not have. Um, gunpowder residue on his clothes mm-hmm. so it seems that he was merely a decoy allowing the second man in the white Prius to slip away which he did um, DSU Marion Hamilton pushes her team to solve the case and Lana reminds the others that Nick didn't have bomb training so unless this third mystery white Prius man did they may need to look for a third person and um, we watched the mystery throat slitter then blow up his white Prius in like a random field. It's kind of a very cool shot. Later then, Sonia and Lana take a closer look at the various devices from Whitehaven to the mosque. The bombers cut and twist their wires just like you're taught how to do if you have military training. It's how Lana does it, she tells Sonia. So this has got them thinking it has got to be an inside man. That evening, Lana hangs back a bomb disposal HQ and has a good route around in Hudson's locker. I think she was um, really taken aback by his comments about the enemy when they were watching the police or the news report the other day. Mm-hmm. And she finds, which why the fuck would you keep this in your locker in work? An English bag pamphlet and an A to Z map of London with Whitehaven and the mosque circled on it. Um also, what I couldn't understand about this scene is like, it was very dark, right? And her partners were like leaving the HQ because they were like, oh, we're going to go and have a sandwich. But then when she looks at her phone, it's half nine in the morning. Oh, I didn't so know that. that. Was, yeah, it was like 9.03. And I was like, what? Uh, but then she looked on in shock. And that was the end of Trigger Point episode three. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow, Hannah, well done. Do you think that there's someone walked in in the end or do you think that she just looked shocked? I couldn't figure it out. I think she looked shocked. But I'd be more, I I would be 70% shocked that my colleague was a bomber, 30% shocked at the utter, utter stupidity of leaving all of the evidence needed to convict him yeah. in his locker well, yeah, and exactly. work in the bomb disposal HQ where he works for it's the police. It's too obvious. Surely it's planted by somebody else. And like the thing he said last week about don't give them excuses and then this week about the enemy... Is this all just to throw us off? Like, that you wouldn't leave the A to Z of fucking London in your work locker with the location circles. Post it. Like, no. Like, that is planted in his locker, surely. Yeah. By somebody yeah, who we don't suspect. Because right now our eyes are on Tom, our eyes are on Carl, and our eyes are on your man, is it Hudson? And it's potentially <clears throat> none of those three. We also know that Andy Phelan was in prison with Nick Roberts, and that's why... Nick Roberts apparently targeted him, which I just thought that was an interesting way that they tied West Haven to him. Yeah, and so the guy in the Prius who legged it, I think that the the sniper who was on the roof looked like quite a tall person, so he definitely wasn't the guy who came down the lift. Uh, is it Nick with the the? Oh, I thought the, the sniper on. and that person was the same. I don't, I don't think that yeah, the sniper it's upstairs of them. and the guy that came out of the lift with the vest on are the same person. Oh, no. The sniper who also slit the throat is the same person yeah. who then slipped out and got in the Prius and yeah. ran away. The sniper so is the Prius man. We don't yeah. know who it is, but that is an inside man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like. Yeah, I don't know, but this is definitely the best episode so far. Yeah, the, the standout things for me is Tom being so angry about the smoke bombs. Obviously, yeah, he got a fright that she was going to be shot. He couldn't see her. But also, I was like, is that just going against your plan? And it was really similar to how he was with her last week when she gave her opinion in one of those meetings. Yes. He was like, stop giving your opinion. And she's like, this is my expertise. But is he, again, just someone who just is like, yeah. I know everything. Um, how, sorry, something else that came up. I love the relationship between Sonia and Lana. And there was one scene this episode that... Um, Hudson says to Lana about the boyfriend and Lana is like to Sonia afterwards you know if I hadn't told you about me and Tom would you have known because you're, you, someone said it to me like your man John said it to him so is that just another thing making it look like John Hudson is the in the inside is the inside man yeah I think she was implying that there's somebody who and not Sonia but somebody who's involved in this has given him that piece of information that they're yeah, together yeah yeah I thought that was um interesting one and then yeah the, the moment that she looks out at the, the brother's car 
and it looked fixed up and she's like oh yeah, that looks good that. or something about he's the car. been getting money from somewhere like yeah he's, he's beating up people in halal butchers what yeah. the fuck no, what like the that fuck? is yeah. but that also is carl's not a mechanic and like i feel like he's getting money from somewhere i feel like young blood there's something going on there who how is he paying for that apartment and i'm very suspicious about that man that was in vigil who is running the yeah. um firearms team yeah. And do you remember in week one, we were all suspicious of Danny because he was sweating with the robot. But now we're all just like completely uh, with we Danny. We Danny now. Yeah. Is he's the only person that we all haven't been like, oh, it's it, it could be him. But we did on, on week one when he sweated, when he hesitated with the robot. Yeah. But, but since that, we're like, oh no, he's replaced Nuckins and like, we love him. They and- have said to us that that was all his nerves. That's yeah. why we all feel that way. But yeah, he could be hiding in plain sight. He mm. could be part of it. He could be, he could be give, feeding them information. I don't know. But there's, there's too many of them at this stage, guys. Yeah, but yeah, the the Carl and the brother that could be something that they, they might revisit with the car situation because mm-hmm. that could be explained again. Though could have just got his car fixed. Yeah, do you know? Okay, well we move on to some thoughts and theories. Yes. Well, I quickly it. tell you about this coffee, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. coffee luwak or coffee luwak is coffee that consists of partly digested coffee cherries, which have been. <laughs> which have been eaten and defecated by the Asian palm civet that's also known as a luwak. And the cherries are fermented as they pass through the civet's intestines and after being defecated with other fecal matter, they are collected and basically turned into coffee. And kopi luwak is produced mainly on on a variety of different Indonesian islands. We can also have it in Vietnam as well. And some people call it weasel coffee. Okay, so it's not their actual poo. It's the food they but have digested properly. But they have shattered properly. out. Oh, yeah. They have shattered out. They've been fed, ferment, they've been fed cherries. Then they ferment and Hannah, would them, you and have it again? And then someone in Vietnam or Indonesia turns it into an incredibly delicious coffee. Would you drink it again? Like 100%. Wow. Wow. It must be good, Hannah, because, I mean, you don't even eat onions or cheese. <laughs> <laughs> never, I would never. I would never, never. eat an onion. No, you would never. Or mushrooms. No, no, I will tell you oh, very you, quickly. Do, I'm do riveting podcast content, but I am actually, as I age, coming. I'll never ever eat a but, button mushroom or those big, huge ones that they think they can give you as burgers if Portobello you're vegetarian. Mushrooms. But the, the long lads that Jamie Oliver uses, they're not too bad now. Okay, have you had a truffle? I've never had a truffle. Truffle is lovely. I was dragged up. It's delicious. Mm. No, yeah. delicious with a pasta, creamy yeah, yeah, yeah. pasta with a bit of truffle is lovely. Now, on to the thoughts and theories. Um, here are some <laughs> tweets that we got in. Sophie says, really good drama intention, but some glaring potholes. Example, trying to remove the door with the motion-censored bomb. Hmm. It's no line of duty. I know we shouldn't compare, but I will keep watching because I'm a sucker. Nigel says, the throat slitting was very line of duty. The rest of it, not so much. Lots of line of duty comparisons happening. Yeah. Now, Sue says, I loved it because it's starting to ramp up now. And she also says that you can only compare it to Line of Duty if you compare it to the first three se- three episodes of season one. Yes. Yeah, rather than a, a series as a whole. Which, mm-hmm. Phil Garty says, I realised last night that Warren Brown, a.k.a. Carl, was also in The Responder, which finished last week. A far superior show, I'm afraid. But we'll keep watching Trigger Point because Vicky's brilliant. One Love on Twitter says, the A to Z map in John's locker could have just been personal notes. It's not like she found any new information. Yeah. Yeah, he could have taken note of where everything was. He could just be trying planted. to figure it out or it's planted. But he himself just could be like, I was taking notes of all these yeah. separate things. Michael Kennedy says, is the map a red herring? They could have added it after to try and work out a pattern. So yeah, 
that, that yeah. your man could have just been like, here, what's the story here? Mary Buckley says, I'm definitely thinking Carl is making the bombs. A great series, really enjoying it. Emma Toffee says, getting more into it with each episode. Enjoyed having a line of duty style guessing game as to which team member might be secretly bent last night. Mm-hmm. Natalie says, the baddie has got to be the lad from Luther or the brother. Steve says, I've officially tapped out after two episodes. It's just not for me. I might give it another go once it's all on the ITV hub. Well, it's well for some having the ITV hub. It's definitely not worth thinking about as a week-to-week story. That was Steve's opinion. Emma says... That's so harsh. Like, I know what he means, but that is so harsh, isn't it? I suppose sometimes what we've been so lucky to have dramas that we can't get out of our heads and that we'll watch, like, you know, twice a week or three times a week each episode. Um, So I suppose Steve just doesn't think this is it. Emma says, I can't stand the way Tom treats Lana. So overbearing. Huge red flags. What is Billy up to, silly boy? He is ripe for grooming and recruitment by right-wing extremists. Never liked John, but not sure if he's a red herring. Need more Lana and Sonia working out, working to solve the crime together. I absolutely love it. Silly Billy. Silly Billy. I have an email here from Olivia Mann who says, Hi gang, firstly, I bloody love the podcast. The highlight of my Wednesday. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks, Olivia. Trigger Point seems to be getting a bit of bad press on the old social media. And I was just writing in to say, I'm actually really enjoying it. I think that we've all come to expect high drama and high octane stuff all the time from the likes of Line of Duty, and, which I absolutely love too. But I think sometimes we're so spoiled with all of the guns and drama and the car chases that it's sometimes easy to overlook brilliant, slow burn dramas. Trigger Point seems to have more of that slow burn where slowly different parts of Lana's life are unravelling um, but I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. You guys are gas. Oh sorry I said brilliant. I don't know why I paraphrase that as gas. Also watching this episode I kept howling every time a massive plot point was mentioned that we already knew because of Rebecca's iconic yeah. rundown. P.S. I know that Tom is behind all of the bombings but he is I know I don't know if Tom is behind all of the bombings but he is definitely not good. Get out of that relationship Lana and take those wine glasses with you. P.P.S. Brendan I too am obsessed with the split. Nicola Walker being a top tier legend. Yes, yes please. I yes. cannot wait for series three. Oh, it's such a good show. I have to watch that. Um, thanks for that, Olivia. And uh, have another email here from Laura Jones. He says, hi, guys. Firstly, let's have a moment of silence for one of my favourite supporting characters who died in the line of duty. R.I.P. Johnny Five Robot. Poor robot. <laughs> poor robot. Vicky McClure was looking gorgeous as ever and she is carrying this whole show. I rewatched This Is England last week and she was phenomenal, 10 out of 10. So I do think this show has a weaker script, but our gal is smashing it. Just a wee grumble. What makes me laugh about Trigger Point is the amount of people who appear so dissatisfied with their lives that they feel the need to turn on ITV every week and complain about <laughs> the show on social media instead of watching something else. They don't realise that ITV are getting the viewing figures from that, which could actually turn this show into a season two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so there for that I just don't get moaning about things on social media really I love no. yapping about things and joking about things but not yeah. moaning about things if you don't like it just don't watch the pet yeah and while others called it pointless or boring I did see a genuine army veteran not an armchair one comment that they appreciated the scene between Lana and Carl as it gave a nod to PTSD and how soldiers struggle to adjust to life after the combat that conversation between them actually was mm-hmm. really was, was really good Anyway, I enjoyed this week's episode. I thought it was more balanced with action and plot than the previous two. The locker find in the ATZ and the leaflets, it just appears too obvious yeah. and it seems planted. I think her brother is involved, but again, it, that also seems obvious as well and could be a red herring. I don't think it's Carl as that's also too obvious. Although saying that, um, Laura thinks the vigil was all pretty obvious as well. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. On a different note, can Lana please dump that loser, Tom? He is right <gasps> controlling and manipulative. He said, I love you twice, and she didn't reciprocate. Then he took her plate from her while she was still eating her dinner. I don't think he's bent. I just think he's rude. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> I think Lana is already checked out of that relationship. I she don't know if was she it. ever even was in it. Because like, this it? is early days for them. Yeah. Like, Jesus, what would she be at after 10 years? Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for all of your thoughts and theories. Um, I've got a next week's synopsis in a second. <laughs> It's not quite as long as last week's. Uh, but first, congrats are in order for Jed Mercurio. Uh, he tweeted a photograph of himself this week and said, I was flattered and humbled to receive an OBE yesterday in the company of so many more deserving recipients. Thanks to the brilliant casts, crews and production teams I've worked with over the years. And also, of course, to the amazing fans who've all made this honour possible. So well done, Jed. What Jed said. What, I got an OBE. Yeah, yeah, what you had said, got an OBE. <laughs> um, so the synopsis for um, episode four, it is dramatically shorter than the one for episode three, as somebody messaged us to oh say that God. ITV had shortened Did them. Did you see the line on top? Did you see the line on top? Of- yeah. Did they take the, oh no! Oh right! What so like uh, just before you read out the synopsis, yeah. right? Let me have it, you, the, the top of the page in the ITV press center says this information contained herein is embargoed for press use, commercial and non-commercial reproduction, and sharing into the public domain until Tuesday, the eighth of February, twenty twenty-two. Well, that's today. Yeah. No, no, we're all good. But yeah, that, didn't but like, see that last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't have it on public Google. Then <laughs> it just comes up. It was literally the first result on Google. Put it behind a, a paywall or a press wall. <laughs> anyway, the synopsis for episode four of Trigger Point is Lana works with New Scotland Yard to hunt for, spelled wrong, <clears throat> the far right group before they carry out another terror attack. <laughs> we'll go on next week in the website. Just to be There'll a be nothing. There'll be, yeah, We're 404. Absolutely blocked. <laughs> blocked and deleted. Okay, sorry, I'll go again. Lana works with New Scotland Yard to hunt for the far right group before they carry out another terror attack. And she's confronted by the horrifying possibility that someone close to her could be involved in the bombing campaign. Now, if that's not fake... I don't know what is. God. Is it the man that she's dating that lives in a blair in the sky? Like, I want that apartment explained. Oh, I bet yeah. you he could drink the water out of his bathroom tap. Yes. There'd be That's no bother on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and the sunset, gorge, the glass of rosé. Imagine sitting out there sitting now, out there the now watching the sunset. Mm. Stunning. Um, I want to say thanks to all of our latest... Uh, what do we call them? Patron pointers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, including Rachel Tilsley, Ellis Ewell and Daniel Scott. You and everyone else are keeping Hannah's stunning website, shrinepodcast.com afloat. <laughs> Guys, I need to quickly just, uh, one more thing on the uh, Vietnamese <laughs> coffee and then we, I will move no. on. Right? Oh, no, I never drink it. a little oh, bit I... more into it there and you have to be really, really careful about where you got it from. So the animals are called, well, I thought, thought they were called luax, but they're called Asian palm civet. So the one oh. I met was, seemed happy, but a lot of them can be like in farms and in cages oh. and stuff, and they're made to make this coffee against their will. So I mean, if I, you are going to taste a Vietnamese weasel coffee, just maybe try and make sure that it's, it's cruelty from, free. you know, an, a happy um, Asian palm civet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that is even... Oh more or less expected that I expected that even less 
than getting my tarot cards read by Paul Cattermole of S Club 7 today. That I just, sentence I, I would that not, you just I don't said. support, we don't support animal cruelty. No, as I read on, on the Wikipedia page, my eyes widened. I said, Jesus, I better give an update after telling everyone no, to go I drink this. Now. I don't actually know we are the well biggest the ambi- are treated. We are the biggest but advocates the one of McCartney. I was with seemed free and happy and he could have absolutely escaped if he wanted to, but he was there what, from what I can tell of his own accord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, you- well, at least you're the cruelty-free... You tell yourself what you have to pet. Fuck. <laughs> if you would like to hear our episodes early, you too can support us on patreon.com forward slash shrine pods. We're not off for a special coffee now. I'll just have a water, I think. Oh, no, I'll have another sip of this, yeah. From the attic. <laughs> from, from, the ba- <laughs> from the bathroom tap. That's what I'll drink. And until next week, bye-bye. Brendan, Brendan, uh, what's a pasty? Oh, a pasty is a person. A a, a patsy. A patsy. A patsy is a person who is vulnerable and uh, inclined to be uh, used and abused by a a group of people that, like, they can obviously make them into be criminals or whatever. Not something you put in your nipple. No. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a question for the marketers listening. Want to find that perfect customer beyond the world of scrolling, swiping, and searching? Here's a secret to make sparks fly. Smooth talking with podcast ads. With Acast, you can reach millions of listeners who'll be hanging on your every word. On the train to work, in the gym, or waiting in line for coffee. Start up the conversation with podcast listeners anywhere and everywhere. And they're looking for love. 60% of listeners have a higher trust in brands they've met on podcasts compared to social. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.